Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another self-reliance course. This is probably number six, I'm thinking. Getting out of debt. Oh, it says number eight. Yeah. And so, just to recap last week's, um, what was that, Imogen? Last week we were talking understanding debt. So we were looking at um, how our integrity works, how honest we are with ourselves. Mm. Um, was there an area of weakness that we were able to improve on? And then we discussed our debt inventory and what it looked like. And we were supposed to discuss it with our family or our friend so that we can uh, move forward into eliminating debt. Nice. So is today's strategy is about what, Julia? Today is getting out of debt. Nice. Nice. So you're going to show us the plan. What are you going to tell us the plan? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Let's do this. Cool. Okay. So we're going to talk today um, a little bit about our My Foundation principle, which is taking responsibility and persevere, which is a um, it's a principle of the gospel, isn't it? Enduring to the end. And then we're going to be talking about our financial principles and skills, which are stop incurring debt and paying off our debts. So um, let's talk a little bit about responsibility and perseverance. Um, so why does Heavenly Father want me to take personal responsibility for my life? This is what we're thinking about. Um, who, who's responsible for us? We are. So he wants us to take responsibility for our lives. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit, bit about how we keep going when, when work is difficult. Um, having a positive attitude is a big part of that. And James E. Faust gives a great quote, Perseverance is demonstrated by those who don't give up, even when others say it can't be done. So a little bit of um, good stubbornness is there to make sure that we can get through. There's an activity that we're going to do. Um, it's called, uh, the first part of it is called keeping a positive attitude. So we're going to list our blessings. The second part is to remember to work together. So we're going to get a group around us of people that we trust and we're going to ask them for help. And then the third area is we're going to replace fear with faith. So this is where the Lord comes in. And we're going to avoid any doubt. We're going to remember that the Lord has all power and we're going to call on him and accept his will. After we've replaced fear with faith, we're going to move forward with patience and courage because sometimes our prayers aren't answered instantly. So we're going to look at um, never, never giving up and enduring with faith, looking for any lesson that the Lord might want to show us in our experience. So this activity is a really good one to do this week, especially after we've just been honest with ourselves um, and our integrity. And um, I would encourage you all to do that. There's a really good quote also from Elder Christofferson. He's slowly becoming one of my favourite apostles. I found out today that he's actually a lawyer, but he did a lot of study in the English language and English literature before he became a lawyer, which is really quite good because when you hear him speak, I kind of feel that his words are very measured. This is what he says. 
God has designed this mortal existence to require nearly constant exertion. By work, we sustain and enrich life. Work builds and refines character, creates beauty and is the instrument of our service to one another and to God. A consecrated life is filled with work, sometimes repetitive, sometimes unappreciated, but always work that improves, lifts and aspires. So don't feel bad if you feel like no one's appreciating your work or you don't feel you feel like it's totally repetitive because there's all reward. There is always a reward. It lifts and inspires and you don't know how your effects may affect others. Your example may affect others. So it's really good to continue on. Right, let's go into eliminating debt. This is we're still in that third room. So now we've understood debt. Last week we talked about um, debt realities and our desires to get out of debt, overcoming the natural man tendencies. And this week we're going to talk about stop incurring debt and paying off our debts. So let's start with stop incurring debt. So we talked um, earlier on in our previous room about an emergency fund And this is a fantastic way to eliminate something like a credit card. Um, An emergency fund, we had the example from Sean Joseph with the fridge. Their fridge door fell off and they didn't panic. They went the next day and used their emergency fund to purchase a new fridge. Now that was a really important example of how you can eliminate something like a credit card because now they continue to put into that emergency fund as they do weekly with their pay and that will pay that fridge off that they took out of the emergency fund. And it's just a simple way of saying, I don't need a credit card because quite often we say to ourselves, we justify the credit card by saying to ourselves, if I had a credit card, then I can cover myself in emergencies. (laughs) So um, there's a question here. What are you willing to do to stop incurring debt? What are you willing to do to stop incurring debt, Julia? Um, Are you willing to make changes? I don't get into debt. (laughs) Yes, okay. So you've eliminated the idea of change in your life to get into debt. Yes, well, yeah. Once the all the kids stopped school, yep, and that that was when uh, we could start to put everything into play, yep, because um, of school fees, school books, yep. everything to do with kids. Uh, kids started working, yeah, so then I put a lot of responsibility onto the kids, yep, with um, their own pays, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. Good yeah, example. Just yeah, I feel that from the time they start working, they should learn proper responsibilities of money with money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. 
So now we're going to talk about paying off our debts and um, there's some great four steps here. Decide to pay extra towards your debt is number one. Number two, decide where to pay extra. And number three, use the rollover method. And number four, take additional steps as needed. So um, last week we did our, uh, what was it called? Our debt inventory. That's what it was called. Sorry, just flicking through. Yes, so this should give us some idea how this is going to come about now. So Julia, how do we decide to pay extra toward our debt? Okay, so you have, most people will have their main debt, which is their mortgage. Your student loan, well, your student loan can go on for a long time, but you have a car debt. So when you get a car loan, it's usually a personal loan. So try and get it over the least amount of years. Three years is usually a bit tough because the repayments are quite high. Mm. So five years is pretty good. Um, So you try and pay your car off in the five years, but it is hard because you've got your mortgage and a car payment. Once you've paid off your car payment, if you can either pay the full car payment into your mortgage or drop it down by a couple of hundred dollars and pay that payment continually into your mortgage. Mm. By doing this, if you keep doing this, you will have your mortgage. So instead of paying your mortgage over, say, 30 years, you'll have your mortgage and have it paid off in uh, 15 years. Mm. So I know it... It seems like, oh, great, we've paid off the car and I've got an extra $700 a month. Yeah. Don't think of it that way. No. If you put that money towards your mortgage, you are going to drop a lot of years off your mortgage. Mm. Credit cards, credit cards are horrendous because of the interest rates. Yeah. They say pay a minimum of say, $15 or whatever, never pay the minimum. Yes. If you pay the minimum, you're not paying any interest off at all. Yeah. So this is the way the banks make their money. Don't don't credit cards have an interest-free period when you make a purchase? They have an interest-free period, but if you don't pay everything off in that interest-free period, you're going to get hit harder. Yes. So you're better off if not you're going to one. change your credit card to an interest-free credit card, you have to pay everything off by the time that interest-free finishes. Yep. Otherwise, what you have done is is just not worth doing. Yeah. So yep. you have to be able to... And it's the same with higher purchase. Higher purchase is the same. Yeah. yeah they just don't call it that anymore. No. Although you get no. the interest-free for like higher purchase. You though. can get interest-free for six years. Yeah. So yeah. that is great. But you have to pay it in that six years. Yeah. You'd yes. be surprised how many people... Don't. Don't even pay a cent for they six years. They don't think about it. They just no, they go, don't. oh, I got the couch. Yeah. I got the leather couch. I've got six years to pay it. Oh, I'll just keep sitting on it. So they don't pay it. it. Yeah. But you know, this this information is relevant to people who have houses and who are spending more than $10,000 for a car. To be fair, the younger one, even now my generation, 
to buy a house is almost like $600,000. So we need over a $100,000 deposit. Yes. So when we're discussing these things, yep. the best way is to avoid credit card debt. Get a cheap car that you can kind of save up over three months and buy it outright, you know, two, $3,000 car. Right. Or catch the bus or think of alternatives. Yep. And then put any savings towards a deposit if you want to buy a house. Yep. Yes. You know, so like you really... It's all about trying to eliminate any kind of debt. That the stuff that you're talking about in terms of finances is kind of could be irrelevant to people because just the price to get a house nowadays and the prices of cars eighty nine thousand just down the road. Who's yep. going to pay eighty nine thousand dollars for a car? You'd be surprised. Some people. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah, I guess some people look at it and say, "Well, I don't have a house loan, so I'll get a car loan for eighty nine thousand dollars." That's true. That's true. So there's that integrity. Do I really need it? Yes. You know, can being honest with yourself. Can I do the job in a five thousand dollar car and you know get over my ego and just say it's better yep. than walking, right? So yep. it's like if people want a new car, okay, I like new cars, but get a demo straight away. Ten thousand dollars less. Yeah. What's a demo? A model that the car yards used. Yeah. Nice. See, so those are strategies that will help. Yeah. yeah You've got a, a car that's vehicle. almost new. Yeah. Yet or an ex- they can't fleet sell vehicle. it as yeah they can't sell it as a as a new car. Mm. So there are ways to get what you want. But I agree with Francis. Um, a car's going to get you from A to B. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you uh, need it? Yeah. I do know a lot of people who just drive to the train station and catch yeah. a train, yeah. Yeah. you know, just because of traffic and stuff. It is a liability. Yep. You don't really get value in it unless it's a classic car and then even That's then, right. you know. So just kind of consider yep. what yep. are your priorities for your yeah. family, what's going to work. Yeah, so, right. so we've been tracking our expenses previously and we developed a budget. So now we need to look at how we can free up some of that money in our spending to make extra payments on our debts. So um, as Julia um, said, you know, don't think in terms of now that I've paid that debt, I've got that X amount of dollars to spend now. Think of it in terms or X amount of dollars to put towards another debt. Think of it in terms of now let's work on the next debt on the inventory list and eliminate that one. And we know that um, creditors only want us to make the minimum payments so that we do pay interest. So creditors don't have our best interest at heart. They have their own interest at heart. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also be mindful of where you're going to do um, to get personal loans. Shop around if you're going to get a personal loan. Just be mindful of that because there are some places that will... Um, If you're looking at getting a car loan, for example, there may be some places that will make you take out like a mortgage insurance on that car loan, which um, you may not need. I know um, someone who had that um, and didn't realise it was in the fine print that they had to then take out a mortgage insurance and that actually put the loan of the car up a couple of grand for that mortgage insurance so that... The car, in actual fact, wasn't eight thousand dollars; it was ten. So just think of think along the lines of where you're going to go to get that loan, as well, and shop around because there are some there are some good deals if you have to get a car loan. 
Um, student loans, I was just reading about um, hex debts in Australia and if it's under 50000 you don't pay interest. However, um, I think it's uh, up to 45000 you have to earn before you start paying off your hex debt. Yes. So um, if you are looking in terms of earning money um, through work, which is why we go to school, <laughs> so we can get a good job, um, you've got to factor in that for the next however many years, you're not going to get a tax return because everything that you thought you were going to get in the tax return is now going to go into your hex debt. So, yes. And um, in the church, though, we have access to online education. So you don't do. necessarily have to go and, and get a really huge student And debt. if you go through Pathways, it's pay-as-you-go. There you go. So, there, so you can still get yep. a degree... Without the debt. And I'm really grateful for the Perpetual Education Fund because that is such a blessing. And the scholarships that come through that fund, you know, we we all can benefit from those. Do they, um, but are they for Australian, New Zealand? Well, they're they're part of BYU Hawaii has the iWork program. Oh, yeah, sponsored, yeah. Which is part of the Perpetual Education Fund. Ah. And, um, yeah, church-sponsored education is a blessing because you can get scholarships. There are scholarships there. If you talk to people who use the church um, universities, uh, you'll find out that they know all about scholarships and how to get them and it does reduce the cost of your education. You're still getting a degree. You're still getting the quality um, education. Be, Be aware of what subjects you choose. I know some people who have done... Uh, church education through BYU and they chose uh, subjects that didn't carry over to Australia so just be aware of what it is you're looking at studying to make sure it does the qualifications do carry over um, so yeah I went to BYU Hawaii my um, subjects I did were um, they crossed over to first year papers over here oh good but in saying that though um, in Australia they will um because I finished my degree in New Zealand. Yes. So they needed to kind of, what is it, match it? Yes. To make sure that the qualification. But it doesn't matter because people say, oh, if we go to a church um, university, it won't count here in Australia, which is wrong. Because no, even if you studied in Sydney, yes. they would still do the qualification yes. match. Yes, they so will. Even if you're in Australia. So it's just everywhere. Yes. So you may have to do an extra year of study. Yeah. But that's not a seventy thousand dollar mortgage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only yeah. what one or two grand. Well, I'm talking in, I'm talking in terms too of I know Idaho but pathways, Idaho, you can do a degree in family history. Yeah, awesome. So that is fantastic. As a member of the church, you can probably work as a private family history consultant. Librarian. But too. do those qualifications cross over to Australian I don't know if there's a degree in Australia that represents something like family history. So you'd have to just be cautious of where you're looking in terms of working. A degree's a degree. It yes. just depends if the, the, the vocation you choose requires registration with the yes. body. Like if you're to be a teacher or yes. to be a nurse, yes. then that matters. But yes, if you do does. something like IT or communications, yes. that's a business management degree, yes. it doesn't matter. Yep. So yep. they just want to know you have a degree. Yeah. So yeah. So you can, even if you did a family history degree, Oh yeah. you could do post-grade here yes. and do it in... in um, um, something like mediation. family... Or, yeah, or, you know, or um, get a law degree. communities. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go, social work. So there are ways around yeah. using the degree. So don't ever think that the degrees you get over there are any less. No, no, that's not what I'm trying to, to say. Oh, yeah. no, you, you yeah. know, in terms of in Australia, it only matters if it requires registration. Yes. With a body, like yes. a national body. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. But, yep, that's excellent. I'm glad we had that discussion. Yeah, so, education debt is a huge thing. It's, yep. it's such a huge... Such, that's a whole other topic. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> deciding where to pay extra. So this is where um, our highest interest um, first comes in. So we want to eliminate the most expensive debts earlier. So we know that credit card could be up to 25% interest. So that was where we would try and eliminate that quickest. Um, any credit debt, though, not just credit cards, any credit debt. Yes. Any credit lender. Yes. Get rid of it. Yeah, highest interest goes first. So that's what we did with our table that we did. And at the bottom of page 33, there's some advantages and disadvantages it talks about. So paying the highest interest first eliminates most expensive debts earlier. Um, the disadvantage could take longer to reduce the number of creditors and delayed psychological wins. So even though you might pay it off first, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, have I really made a dent in my debt? <laughs> but you have. Just feel positive and like we talked about in our My Foundation principle, never, never give up. And you can talk to your bank and consolidate debt too. You can. So, you know, that's another way you're only just paying one Debt. Mm. And then they have other institutions that have my debt, like my debt, mm. where they will consolidate and help you pay it based on your income. Yeah. So and that's for a little fee. There's a lot of help. But that'll out take there. a lot of the stress away. Yeah. But just quickly, what's interest? Interest. Yeah. So interest is kind of the amount they charge you over and above the debt, right? Yes. And it's covered over a time period. Oh, so it gets increases, right? If well, you don't pay your debt. If you're in a variable interest situation, it does oh, increase. That's true. Or it can decrease. I mean, looking at, for example, home loans, back in the 80s, home loans got up to 18% interest rate. Did yep, they? They did. Oh, my so goodness. So at the moment, we're sitting at less like than two three, per- yeah. three. 19%. 19%. 19%, Julia. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Not in the 80s, in the 90s. In the 90s, <coughs> it was. Okay. So, so um, really do your house. research. Talk yep. to people. That's what it was. Yep. Talk to your self-reliance yeah. coordinators So this is part ward. of the reason why we're trying to encourage people to eliminate mortgage debt because, you know, at the moment it's sitting at 3% or less than 3%, but we don't know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. We've just had a year of COVID. We don't know what's going to come. So yeah, um, in true. the future, is that going to just jump all of a sudden? Or in, in a year's time, is it going to go up to 12%? Who knows, you know? You've got to be thinking all the time, thinking ahead. Yeah, so if you if it's something you're considering, quite a hefty debt, yes. then definitely get advice from people you trust. Yes. And, you know, talk to your self-reliance coordinators, talk to the bishop, because they might have other strategies for you to get the thing that you're looking at mm. without paying, because you could sign the dotted line and be, you know, paying 19% for a home well, loan. That's what it was then. Yeah. But yeah. you know, had no choice. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, if you interest rates are low now, so you get yep. a, a home loan, and if you're stretched as far as you can go That's now, true. and they start creeping up, yep. you're in trouble. That's true. Or you lose so, a job. So you have to yeah. be really considered. These and are really this is considered. This where that decisions. emergency yep. fund comes in again. 
Well, yeah. So if you, can have, if you can push it up to six months, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. So start at three, work on three, and then if you can push it out to six yeah. months, it's only going to benefit you. You and your six family to find another job. So mm. if you're if you're starting out on this journey in terms of becoming more self reliant, financially reliant, start putting away any kind of coin that you have, just in your drawer, yep. and just let that build yep. up slowly. That's mm. just the first step, right? And then right. you'll be in a position yep. eventually to start making decisions yep. like this. I think we kind of this is further down the track for people who are already kind of established, but for those yeah. who are just starting out, young people, yep. older families, if you've just stretched the limit, like Julia said, yep. even a little, you know, even like a $2, $5, gold dollars, coin, gold yeah. coin, gold coin. Yep. that builds up so yep. quickly you don't realise it. That yep. Compound interest, isn't it? That's mm. the greatest thing. But anyway, mm. cool, I love it. So we're going to just move on to the rollover method, which is what we've actually been discussing, which um, the rollover method is, again, using your table. And when we talked about, you know, you're putting that extra money into the highest interest rate so that you can eliminate it, um, the debt with the highest interest rate so you can eliminate it, and then that rolls over, that extra money that you would put in there then rolls over to the next debt and the next debt until you've paid each debt off. So as Julia said, if you're paying that extra seven if you're paying seven hundred dollars a month on a car loan and you pay that car loan off, don't think that you're now seven hundred dollars a month richer. Use that seven hundred dollars to go towards your next debt, which may be your mortgage or your education or whatever else you have there. And if you get rid of your debt, now it's going towards wealth creation, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> And we know we know the advantages of paying yourself, and that's a little bit what that gold coin is like. You're yeah. paying yourself. <laughs> you know, you need to reward yourself. Yep. Because you're working hard. Yep. And you, and especially if you're trying to eliminate debt, you're working hard at it. And if you want those chalky biscuits, you can have them because they're in that little cash <laughs> cachet of yours. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's right. So that's the rollover method. I really like the additional steps on page 135, so I'm just going to talk through those briefly. So step one, find extra or better work. Remember the better jar, the bigger, sorry, remember the jar example. You may need a bigger jar. Additional income from a second job or a side business can rapidly accelerate your debt elimination plan. But don't go into debt to get a side business. <laughs> Don't don't look at one debt to try and eliminate another debt. <laughs> that doesn't work either, just so you know. Um, however, if you are struggling to accelerate paying off your debts, extra income can go a long way to helping you get you back on your feet. So that's a really important thing. Extra work can help. Step two, sell some things that you can live without. If you've got that really big car loan with the big car, Maybe look at downsizing the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's step three, downsize. Sometimes your best move is to move. Literally, a less expensive home, apartment or car can be a good option. Number four, step four, refinance. So this is where we talk about getting good advice. So in some circumstances, it's possible to refinance your loans at a lower interest rate or to consolidate several of them to a single loan with a lower interest rate. There may be costs to refinancing or consolidating, so be sure to understand the expenses beforehand. And sometimes that is a really good option, it's particularly if you're feeling like you're drowning in debt. 
and getting the best right advice from people is step five. Find help from mentors or financial counsellors. In many areas of the world, people can access financial counselling through local non-profit services or financial institutions. Find account and counsel with a trusted advisor. Um, that was something that David and I did early on. We uh, have a friend who is a financial consultant and early on when we first got our mortgage, he always advised us pay $50 extra above the payment. Always pay $50 extra above the payment and if you can afford more, you pay more. And we've kind of lived on that principle all our life and, um, yeah, I think that is a really good principle. And financial advisors will only look at your best interests. They're not going to um, try and get you more <coughs> more in debt. Um, yeah, so the, the review that we're looking at now is um, eliminating our debt with our family council discussion. Are you still incurring debt? How much money can you afford to put toward extra payments? Um, so this is a really important council to have with your family and your uh, buddy or your partner that you're discussing these things with. And there's a plan that you can do. What can you do to ensure you stop incurring debt uh, together, co consider cutting your, up your credit cards. What expenses can you reduce to make room for extra payments on your debt? And what loan or loans should you pay off first? So we're looking at our um, table again, our debt inventory table that we did, and how we can eliminate debt quicker. And the scripture is from DNC 1935, and it says... Four words, release thyself from bondage. <laughs> and uh, I like Dungeon and Covenants because it's pretty spot on. <laughs> so this week our commitments include, I will practice and share my, found find my foundation principle, which is taking responsibility for ourselves, looking at the hard work and maybe feeling a little bit uncomfortable with it and working at it. Keep going. So we had a little um, table that we filled out with that. And then we're going to determine how much extra we can pay towards eliminating our debt and which loan to begin paying off first. And we're going to create a debt elimination plan. And this debt elimination plan we're going to discuss with our family or our buddy um, this week. So thank you all for listening again. Um, anything you want to add? Julia? No, that's fine. Just um, don't be scared. Just don't be afraid of debt. Yep. Because you can get out of debt if you're diligent and you want to. You have to want to get out of debt mm. to get out of debt. Definitely. And take it to the Lord on your knees. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.